And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam Spade Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> guys, guys, guys! Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the tantalizing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's Inner Sanctum Mystery from 1950. But first, Lisa Wolf Dylan is our lyricist for learning the lyrics. Lisa will read popular song lyrics. I'll try to guess the name of the songs while you play along at home, right, Lisa? That's right. So you had a little trouble with this last week. No, I had trouble. I actually stink at this game. But I really try to choose songs that you absolutely know. So I need Mike's estimate of how you're going to do. Mike, what are you estimating? What are you thinking, I think you know all of these. Right. You know, I don't know lately. I'm going to say you're going to get none of them now. (laughs) That's the trend. Gosh. So if they begin with, I'm going to say one. One? Yeah, That's I think it? he's going to get the last and they one. I think so, too. The Starts last with, one is, is is clearly. And they start with F. F is the first letter of the okay. title. Okay. Now concentrate, Carl. All right. Okay. Or as the Three Stooges used to say, concentrate. Concentrate, Carl. Okay, I'll try. It's hard to say because they both like some of the cook, cook, mm-hmm. right? Okay. See you driving around town with the girl I love. See you driving around. Uh, yeah, I know it. Mm-hmm. It's F. It's see you driving around. Well, that's town. the bad. Ver- there's a it's, there's a there's a softer version. It's, uh, it's not. Uh, it's it's uh, it's um. Well, there's a there's a version that's it's, clean, and that's and the one you. I've chosen. That, well, that's not you. the version I've chosen. Well, that's what it is because well, that's what won the 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 big award. Well, it was changed for the radio stations to play it. We um, didn't do that version on radio. I'm on, your si- I'm on your side, Carl. All right. Simo Green. There it's, it is. I, okay, I, I'll take it. Yeah. Let's go. I would only play the clean version. Uh-uh-uh. see you driving around town with the girl I love, and I'm like, oh, get you. In my pocket wasn't enough. I'm like, I got to interview CeeLo Green as well. He was uh, very charismatic. Ain't that some shit? When did you do that? Um, I went to that green tie ball and I had some uh, great interviews. You name dropper. I know, right? Look who's talking. Mr. I was on the set of Tears. I can't hear the song. (laughs) Well, I was. You can't hear the song. But the way you play your game ain't fair. I pitched the fool. I can't hear the song either. I'm in love with you. Well, I've got some news for you. Go tell your little boy, friend. All right, I got that. All right, good job. I got it. All right. Um, You know this song too, so concentrate. Okay. 
If I leave here tomorrow. If I leave here tomorrow. Would you still remember me? Would you me? still remember me? For I must be traveling on now. Must be traveling on. Because there's too many places I've got to see. But if I stay here with you, girl. If I stay here with you, girl. Think, no, I'm saying it the right way. You are not. Things just couldn't be the same. Right. And this bird you cannot change. Oh, this bird you oh, cannot oh, change. Oh, 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 yeah, oh. Yeah, oh, oh. No, it's and a this bird, bird you cannot you change. You cannot change. That's free bird. That's free bird. I'm on a roll, man. You like this I'm one? Like butter. I'm on a roll. Good song again. Did you hear me, Lisa? I heard you. I, I said, chose not to respond. I said, I'm like I, butter. I'm I heard on you a all roll. three times. <laughs> Would you still remember me? I remember this from my high school years, you know, being in high school and listening to this song and driving around and probably a car that's better than the one I drive now. Probably. You know? Well, you were making money then delivering pizza. I know. It was a pizza deliverer back <laughs> Maybe then. Maybe you should go back to doing that. You know, like, if you don't give your pizza deliverer, like, at least five bucks or ten bucks, they get, you'll get a cold pizza next time. Or worse. So I, <laughs> There's I worse gener- things they could I do. I generally give my pizza deliverer, like, between five to ten bucks, depending. If it's one pizza, five bucks. But if it's two pizzas, yeah. ten bucks. Ten bucks. I used to be happy with the change. You know, like so if it was seven dollars and eighty cents, if they would give me eight bucks, I was like, hey. You were like, not happy with twenty cents. I'm talking we're talking nineteen twenty cents. We're talking nineteen eighty one. I know. Were you really happy with twenty cents tip? Better than nothing. No, no, that's not what I said. Were you no, happy with I the, liked okay. the dollar? <laughs> okay. But I, I'm telling you, back then in 1981, when I delivered pizzas, like I would get the change, and I'd be like, "Hey, that's cool." Now you got to give like five to ten bucks. You also have to pay for your gas, and that costs well, money. Well, gas wasn't a lot of money back but then. But it still costs money to drive a car. There's insurance yeah. and maintenance, and it's expensive to have a car, as you well know. Yes, I know. <laughs> All right, I'm two for two. All right, this is the one I Did know. I you'll... Do this. Yeah, there you go. Because if I haven't, I want right, to well, make this, sure this everyone is the out one there you'll definitely knows know. that I got it. You'll know this one. Oh, we all know you got it. You're going to be dancing around the studio in a few minutes. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. She's a good girl. Loves her mama. Loves Jesus. Oh, this, that's Tom Tom Petty. And America, too. Um, She's a good girl. Crazy about... Elvis. Elvis. Loves horses. And her and boyfriend, boyfriend, too. boyfriend, too. It's a long day. It's a long day in Reseda. Living in Reseda. Yeah. There's a freeway, freeway. running through the yard. Running through the yard. I'm a bad yard. boy because I don't even I'm miss her. I'm a bad boy. And I'm a bad boy for breaking her heart. I don't even miss her. I'm a what? bad boy, boy for, breaking for breaking her heart. Her. And there it is. Because I'm free. Yep. And keep going. Next line. It's the, ne- it's the next because line. Because I'm free. Yes. And yeah. the title is the next line. <laughs> Free bird. <laughs> that was the last song. Because <laughs> oh. I'm free, and then there's a word. Free. Oh, because oh, I'm because I'm free. free. <laughs> oh, what is it again? <laughs> it starts with an F. Falling. There we go. <laughs> you know, Tom Petty's Tom Petty's probably my favorite 
band. I like Tom Petty. I, I love this song. Jesus in so I said you'd get none, and you got all. There you go, Mike. <laughs> Crazy well, his track record has not been so good. Boyfriend too. It's a long day living in Reseda. There's a freeway right through the yard. I'm a bad Maybe when you get your contract, I could sing along with you, Carl. I am the professional singer here. They can sweeten you. They could, they could do something in studio make you sound okay. <laughs> hey, I was in an opera. I sang in an opera in Chicago. Really? Did you? I did. I can't say that I was good, but I was in it. Was uh, Helen Keller the director? <laughs> Carl, that's not that that's not politically correct. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to get canceled? Probably. Am I get canceled. We're both going to get kicked out together. I think. <laughs> Wait a minute. Am I getting canceled for that? I think so. Carl, we should start looking now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been great working with you, Carl. <laughs> I'm out of here. It has been, it has been a slice. I'm out. It has been a slice. All right, listen, I got all three of them. You did. I you got did. all You did three. really well. Man, I am, I am on. I'm on yeah, a roll. Yeah, but you lost your job, but you got all three. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's that consolation. So yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> all right, thanks, Lisa Wolf. Oh when we God. come back, we're going to open the squeaking door to Inner Sanctum Mystery. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This was Hyman Brown's uh, most popular radio show, Inner Sanctum Mystery. April 17th, 1950, Beneficiary Death. Ooh, that sounds scary. Everett Sloan starring. Here's part one now of Inner Sanctum Mystery. Bromo Seltzer, made by the Emerson Drug Company, invites you through the creaking door for tonight's inner sanctum mystery, titled Beneficiary Death, written by Ed Adamson and Bob Sloan. Bromo Seltzer reminds you to... Bye! 
of the creaking door. This is your host to welcome you once again into the inner sanctum. Come in, come on in. Oh, I'm tired. Just finished my spring gardening, planted a couple of dozen of bulb heads, but I'm sure they won't be content to stay in their new loams. <laughs> That's how things are here behind the creaking door. Whatever goes down must come up at night. <laughs> oh, by the way, folks, I want you to meet our laughing ghost. We call him Silly Willie because it's easy to tickle his fantasy. But Willie's not really so silly when it comes to getting rid of his mates. The first one left him because he started each day by beating her over the head with a club. Well, naturally, she got sick and tired of such treatment. But his second wife, a brunette, had a much more interesting conclusion. Willie buried her head in the sand at the ocean front. Now she's a beached blonde. <laughs> Horror has many sides. It can make itself felt in an almost hidden, quiet sort of way. Just as it did that rainy Monday morning that Sam and Helen Braden were at breakfast in their small suburban home. The Braden sat in the kitchen nook near the window, the same as they'd done for 20 years. But still, this morning, things were not quite the same. Sam, you've just been sitting there staring out the window. You haven't touched your breakfast. I'm not hungry, Helen. You didn't sleep last night, did you? A little, on and off. You're just worrying yourself sick over nothing. Now, business is bound to get better. Oh, there's no use kidding you any longer. The store is on its last legs. The bank refused me the loan. Oh. Said I was a bad risk. Then you don't need the bank's money. You can still raise some yourself. Yes. How? Your insurance. Yes. I begged and borrowed everything up to my teeth, but I won't touch that insurance. That's for you, Helen, Sam, in case... Sam, please, listen to me. No, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Getting late. I'm starting for town. Sam, wait. Yes? I wish you'd take the train instead of the car. Why? Well, weather's so awful. Look at the way the rain's coming down. I drove into town in lots worse weather than this. I know, but... But what? But feeling the way you do, Sam, I, I, I wish you wouldn't drive. Oh, I'm all right, Helen. I'll see you this evening. Sam, please take the train. I told you I'm all right. I, I had an awful dream last night. I saw you driving the car along the turnpike, and then suddenly the car crashed, and you were... Killed? Yes. Well, that's not such an awful dream at all. Why, Sam... Well, it isn't. When you consider my insurance, I'm really worth more to you dead than alive. Hello? Mrs. Brayton? Hmm? Mrs. Samuel Brayton? Yes? This is Sergeant Landau of the Merrick Police. The police? It's, a, it's about my husband. Yes. His car was in a crack-up an hour ago on the turnpike. Was he hurt badly? I'm sorry to tell you, Mrs. Brayden, but he's dead. Oh, 
Mrs. Brayton. Mrs. Brayton. Yes. It's only a formality, but uh, you'll have to come down to the county morgue personally to claim the body. Did you hear me? Yes, I heard you. Oh. <laughs> Helen. Why are you crying? Sam. Why did you do it? I didn't want the insurance money. I wanted you to come back. But I have come back. Please tell me you were killed in the auto crash. Just the way I dreamed it. I saw your face. Just the way it is now. Covered with blood. Sam, I only wanted you to live. Why are you talking that way, Helen? I am alive. No. Here, touch me. Sam, don't. You mustn't be afraid. Touch me. Sam, please. There. Feel my hand. It isn't, it isn't cold. You're not dead. You're alive. But you're facing that, that call just now. There was an accident. The car was coming toward me. I swerved to get out of the way, and then everything went black, and the next thing I knew, I was standing at the front door outside. But the police found your body in the wreck. They, they asked me to come down to the morgue and claim it. My body? They said you were there, dead. The hitchhiker. Hitchhiker? Just before I got onto the turnpike, I picked up a tramp. I was giving him a lift into town. Wait. What is it? My, my wallet. It's not in my pocket. It must have fallen out in the crash. Then that's why they thought it was you. Yes. Helen, what are you going to do? Call the Merrick police and tell them you're alive. Put that phone down. But they should know. Put it down. Well... I'm not alive. What? To all intents and purposes, that's my body down at the morgue. I don't understand. This is our chance, Helen. Don't you see? What are you trying to say? It's very plain and simple. My $25,000 life insurance. Now, do you understand? Sam! can't do a thing like that. And not for just 25000 Accidental death, the double indemnity clause, $50,000. Sam, please. $50,000. I told you at breakfast time, worth more dead than alive. 50000 After you collect, we can go away. For the first time, we can really live. We won't have to worry about pennies anymore. Darling, we don't want money that way. All you have to do is go down to the morgue at Merrick. Sam, we can't do it. Of course we can. They'll find us out. The tramp I picked up told me he was homeless. No family. It's all so perfect. Once you claim my body, no one will ever find out. <laughs> Now, Mrs. Braden, just uh, one more thing to be filled out on this form. Uh, where do you want your husband's body sent? Uh, uh, to, to the Winston Funeral Home in Crestview. Winston Funeral Home, Crestview. Now, come with me, please. Sergeant Lando, where are we going? To that room at the end of the hall. That's where the bodies are kept. Do I have to go? Well, I'm sorry, but that's the law. But you know it's my husband, don't you? Sure. But the next of kin has to make identification. Oh, Sergeant Lando. It'll only take a second. Here we are. Yes, 
Sergeant. That, that, that's my husband. Mrs. Braden, how many years were you married? Twenty. Why do you ask? Well, it uh, just hit me as peculiar, but it may be because you're upset by your loss. I don't understand. The body you just identified has been here in the morgue for three days. What? Your husband's body is here to your right. On this other slab. You should have been more careful. You could have ruined everything. I was so frightened, Sam. I didn't know what to do. When Sergeant Landau stopped, I, I thought that was the body. I didn't know what he looked like. Oh, well, I guess it was my fault. I should have described him to you. Anyway, you got away with it. They gave you the death certificate and they sent the body to the Winston funeral home. It came so near to getting caught. But luckily, you acted upset enough to save us. We may not be so lucky the next time. There won't be a next time. From here on, there won't be any trouble for us. Sam, please, let's forget about the whole thing. Are you crazy? Before it's too late. We can still save ourselves. We can say you had amnesia and just turned up. They'll believe that. And let $50,000 slip through our fingers? But we never did anything wrong in our lives. You know we're not the kind of people to do a thing like this. Someone's at the door. All right, get hold of yourself and answer it. Who could it be? I'll... I'll hide in the closet here. Mrs. Braden? Yes? Uh, my name is Granger. I'm from the Acme Insurance Company. Sure. Uh, I'm here in regard to your husband's death. Oh, C come in, please. Thank you. I'll just be a moment. I, I don't want to bother you unnecessarily at a time like this, but... Before the company pays you the double indemnity benefits of your late husband's policy, you'll be required to sign these papers. Now, uh, you may mail them in if you choose, or you may sign them right now, and I'll take them back to the office with me. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll sign them now. Uh, very well. Oh, uh, by the way, Mrs. Braden. Yes, Mr. Grange. Uh, where will the services be held? The Winston Funeral Home in Crestview. Tomorrow? Yes, at ten in the morning. I'll be there. You'll be there? I, I don't understand. To pay my respects. You see, Mrs. Braden, I knew your husband quite well, some years ago, when I sold him the policy. Bromo Seltzer, famous for fast headache help, is bringing you Inner Sanctum. It sure is, Lisa. Bromo seltzer, bromo seltzer, bromo seltzer, bromo seltzer. Yeah, yeah. You're all I, about I, the voices tonight. Tell you, you know, I, I'm hoping to get a gig out of this. What show. kind of gig are you looking for now? I'll do anything. I'll do voices. I'll do impersonations. I'll mimic things. I'll do sound effects. Crack. Holly want a cracker? I'll do whatever. Yeah. Cartoon voices. Good. Yeah. Then there's. I need an agent. That's yes, the thing. You do. I need an agent. You need somebody to represent you. Yeah, I need an agent. Yeah. If you're an agent out there, you want to represent me, yeah. just give me a call. 555-1867-5309. I will get back to Inner Sanctum <laughs> in a moment. I'm still there. Oh! 
If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host in total you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month become a classic radio club member at classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator log on to classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 that's 815-900-7535 Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. This is Hollywood 360 across nearly 200 radio stations. Coast to coast, we're also heard globally, 168 countries on American Forces Radio, uh, entertaining our men and women who serve us in the uh, military. Thank you for your service. And we're heard like... I'm told that we're heard on, like, ships at sea and submarines, Lisa, and all over the place. Um, it's quite an honor to be on American Forces Radio. We do thank Armed Forces for having us uh, on that. Um, and um, many, many, many radio stations. We want to thank all our program directors and radio stations that carry us. But most of all, we want to thank our listeners because... I don't think I would want to do this if no one was listening. Would you? Would you come here? Nobody was listening. Uh, did you not get anything out of just doing the show and sitting with me across yeah, the Yeah, but table? it's nice to know. It's nice to know that there's people Somebody out there. Out there. Yeah. We hope that they're out there. They are. Yes. They're out. We get a lot of texts and a lot of <laughs> emails do. and we things. Do. And so I think there's at least four or five people. Yeah, I was going to say. I know my mom's I'll listening. say your mom and my dad. Other than yeah. that, I'm not sure. My mom, 95 years old, listens every, she takes a nap before, the sh- like me, <laughs> so I take we. a nap too. <laughs> and she she listens to every hour of the program. And um, then the next day, Sunday, I'll call her and I'll say, the very first thing I say is, Mom, what'd you think of the show? She's always like, it was great. <laughs> well, she's your mom. You know, she was like, it was great. Ah, yeah. that's nice. She's never like, yeah, you know, I didn't. You could think have done better, Carl. <laughs> yeah. She's never like, yeah, I really didn't like that show. Yeah, it was great. Ah, that's sweet. It's nice to hear, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Your biggest fan. Sixteen years we've been doing this, Lisa. That's Holy a long cow! Time. Wow. My goodness. My goodness is right. <laughs> wow. 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 I did owe you, man. Oh man. Yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm exhausted just thinking it about is, it. It's a lot. <laughs> and, um, and you know, uh, this is a syndicated show, so we do a five-hour program. Not all of our radio stations carry the full five hours. Although, you know, one of our stations, one of our great radio stations out there, WTMJ in Milwaukee, they carry the full five hours, yeah. and then they carry a show, a previous show from like six months Prior. They carry 10 hours. That is awesome. That is one smart program director. Thank you, yeah. WTMJ. That's great. That's great. And it's a big, big station. Invite us there. We'd like to come. 
visit. Right. We're not that far away. We have a lot of friends who also um, work there and have shows there. So we should. uh, We'd like to come over there and head out. And just uh, meet everyone at WTMJ (laughs) in Milwaukee. Um, But we have, uh, we actually had a very good year. We've picked up maybe 30 radio stations this year. Um, Josh Lang, who is our, uh, who is our um, syndicator, Talk Media Network, has done a tremendous job, signed up about 30 plus radio stations to carry our show. But if you are in a market where you don't have the full five hour show and you'd like to, um, Hear the full five-hour show, call your radio station, ask them to add the uh, extra couple hours, or sign up for our podcast, and that's easy to do. Go to Hollywood360radio.com, Hollywood360radio.com. Top of the website is how you can sign up, or call 815-900-7535. Speak to a live operator, 815-900-7535. We don't want you to miss a single moment. Of uh, Lisa Wolf, right? And right. Mike Bubblebath Costella. And, and yours truly. And yours truly. <laughs> <laughs> We're listening to Inner Sanctum Mystery. This was produced, it was a, kind of the um, brainchild of Hyman Brown, who not only produced it, he directed it, he hired everybody, and he was the guy that discovered that a, a door in the studio, and I believe it was an NBC studio, creaked you know like there was a door and he was like "Ooh, just listen to this see i can do the sound effects oh okay kind of sounds like an old woman but (laughs) similar and he was like "Ooh, that would be cool i'm gonna create a radio show where we open that door good evening friends of the inner sanctum Anyway, and so he said, I'm going to make that door a star. And then there were other things that did the sound of it. There was a squeaky chair that they used because sometimes that door didn't creak all the time. And so they had to have something that worked. Live live radio. I mean, you had to have the squeak. And so, um, yeah, he made a whole cottage industry out of that door because later he used that same sound effect for the CBS Radio Mystery Theater, which was a five-hour-a-week series that he produced with E.G. Marshall as host. Hyman Brown, great one of the greatest producers of the golden age of radio. Let's go back now. April 17, 1950, beneficiary death on Inner Sanctum Mystery. You know, personally, I feel kind of sorry for that Sam Braden. The only way he can make a decent living is by being dead. Hmm? (laughs) Well, that's fate for you. Everything was going pretty well until that insurance guy Granger turned up and said he was going to pay his last respects to Sam. You see what happens when you fool around with death? Things go from bad to hers. Now, now, let's get back to our tale and the troubled Braden. Of all people for the insurance company to send out here, it had to be Granger. Told you we couldn't get away with it. Well, we're not finished yet. Granger told you that you'd probably get the check from the insurance company tomorrow. But in the meantime, he'll go to the Winston funeral home. He'll know that's not you in the casket. He'll never know. What are you doing? 
Something we should have done right after Granger left here earlier this evening. Here. Take this phone. I've dialed the Winston Funeral Home. But what? When they answer, you tell them that you've changed your mind. There'll be no services tomorrow. You've just found a paper signed by your husband in which he requested that he be cremated immediately after death. They'll be suspicious. I'll write the note now. That'll cover it. Haven't they answered yet? No. You've got to get that body out of there before tomorrow morning. Still no answer? No, not yet. I'd better hang up. It must be closed for the night. If we wait until tomorrow morning, it'll be too late. Then what'll we do? There's only one thing to do, Helen. We're going over to the funeral home and get that body out ourselves. We'll try the back door down at the end of this alley. We'll never get away with it. I've had the feeling all along Will you that... stop talking like that, Helen? Don't you understand? It's worth any risk we take to get that 50000 But I told you I don't want the money. Wait and see. When you get your hands on it, you'll feel differently. Here's the back door. It's locked, isn't it? Well, of course. What did you expect? There's no way we can get in. Yes, there is. I'll break the glass panel and then reach in and turn the lock. Someone might hear us. You're just making things worse by talking that way. Besides, we looked out in front, didn't we? There's not a soul around. Yes, I'll need something to break the glass. What can I use? I know. Helen, give me your compact. Here. This compact should do fine. Oh, oh, oh. Sam, you cut yourself. I... Guess I'm not much of an expert on housebreaking. Don't you see? We can't do any of this, right? Because we're not people for a thing like this. Then we'll make ourselves that kind of people. We'll manage. We did so far. I'll have this door unlocked in a second. There. All right, come on, Helen. Can't I wait here? No, no, I need your help. Come on. Sam, I'm so frightened. You mustn't be. Just try to think of the money. Just try to think of all the pleasure we'll have with it. We'll never enjoy it. We'll never have a happy moment again. Please, Helen, don't say things like that. Here are the caskets. I'll see what this tag says. Sarah Adams. All right, we'll try the next one. Samuel Braden. All right, Helen, you get down at the other end and help me lift the lid. Oh, Sam, please, I can't. I just can't. All right, I'd do it myself. <gasps> Helen, what's wrong? What is it? The coffin. There's no one in it. The coffin is empty. But... But you had the body sent here from the morgue. Yes. And this coffin tag has my name on it. What could have happened to the corpse? Where can it be? Someone came in. Footsteps. They're coming this way. I can't let anybody see me, and there's no time to get out the rear way. Wait. I know where to hide. Sam, what are you doing? The only safe thing. I'll hide in this coffin. What'll I do? What'll I say? I don't know, but try to carry it off the best you can. Good evening, Mrs. Brayden. I had an idea I might find you here. Oh, you don't have to be afraid of me. I won't hurt you. Who are you? My name is Stephen Winston. 
You own this place. That's right. We, we've never met. How do you know who I am? I've made a point of knowing, Mrs. Braden. As a matter of fact, I've just come from your house. I'd planned on having a talk with you about the ceremonies tomorrow. Oh, uh, by the way, don't you know it's illegal to force your way into an establishment? But I, I tried to get you on the phone, Mr. Winston. There, there was no answer. I thought perhaps your line was out of order, so I came down. I, I wanted to talk to you, too. About the ceremonies? Yes. Do you mind telling me how you got in here? The rear door was open. It's odd. I distinctly remember having bolted it. However, first I have something very interesting to show you. Mr. Winston, what are you doing? Lift up this coffin lid. No, no, don't. Why not? I, I, I can't, can't bear to see him. Well, that isn't the reason, is it, Mrs. Braden? That isn't the reason at all. What, what do you mean? You've already opened this coffin. You know there's no body in it. Isn't that the reason? Yes. I thought so. You probably wonder what's happened to the body that was in it. Well, I'm happy to relieve your mind of the anxiety. I have the body down in the basement, hidden. Oh. Why, why did you hide my husband's body? You can drop the act, Mrs. Braden. I know that wasn't your husband's body. You know? Yes, of course. I once met your husband. I rarely forget a face. The police would be very interested in your game, but uh, the police don't have to know, necessarily. What do you mean by that? Now look, Mrs. Braden, I'm a businessman. The police don't have to know about this at all, providing you make it worth my while. You want money? Yes. Ten thousand dollars should seem to be a fair sum. I suggest, Mrs. Braden, that you get in touch with your dear departed husband and tell him my terms. Ten thousand. Or jail for both of you. Sam, it's been hours. Thought you'd never get back here to the house. It became light out. I had to be careful no one saw me. Winston knows everything. It was he who took the body out of the casket. Yes, Helen, I know. I heard from inside the coffin. He wants money. We mustn't give it to him. Of course not. He'd go on blackmailing us until he got every cent of the 50,000. That's not what I mean, Sam. It's a good thing you didn't tell him I was in that coffin. <laughs> Darling, please listen to me. I've been waiting for you to come home. I wanted you to be the one to call the police. Call the police? You've got to. If we make a clean breast of everything now, they may not be too hard on us. We're not telling the police anything. Then Winston will. No, he won't. Winston is dead. What? I killed him. I buried his body where it will never be found. Sam. I, I had to do it, Helen. Things had gotten so that I just had to. Helen, do you have to keep standing at the window there looking at the birds down in the garden? Why don't you talk to me? Talk? What can I say? You can find something to say to make me feel a little better about it. How can you feel better about killing a man? It isn't that I wanted to do it. I had to. You've got to understand that I never had the makings of a murderer in me. No, Sam, you didn't. 
Until the thought of that $50,000 made you one. Why do you keep saying that? There's nothing I can do about it now. I can't go to the police. They'll sentence me to death. You wouldn't want that, would you? No, Sam, I wouldn't want that. Well, then what can I do? I don't know. Well, there's one thing I know we've got to do, and that's move away from here where no one will know us. Maybe then we can start over again. Maybe then things will be all right between us. Maybe. Sure they will. The 50,000 will make all the difference. Sam. What's the matter? Why are you looking at me that way? We can't take that money now. After all I've done? After what you've done, that's just the reason. You're not making sense. We couldn't get anywhere without money. We, we, we'd have to get it some way. We need a lot of money to... Helen, look. There's the mailman coming down the walk. I'll bet he's got the insurance company check with him now. You, you better go down and see. All right. Why did you stop, Helen? All you have to do is go down the stairs and open the door. I've made up my mind, Sam. We're not taking the money. But, but you know we need it to save ourselves. Not that kind of money. Now, look, the mailman must have that check. That's why he's ringing the bell. It was sent registered. You have to sign for it. I'm not going down to get it. You are. Hurry, before he goes away. Now, go on. Look, Sam, let go of me. I'm not answering that ring. Yes, you are. You're opening that door and signing for that letter. I have to drag you down. Helen! 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 I didn't mean it, darling. I didn't mean it. I didn't. I... No, you didn't. You couldn't help yourself. I understand. Sam. Yes? The money. You can't have it now. I'd have to sign the check and I... I won't be able to. I'm glad about that. It wasn't meant for us, Never would have brought us a happy moment. Helen. Helen. <laughs> Operator, will you please get me the Merrick police? Hello? Is Sergeant Landau there? No, no, he won't have to call back. Message? Yes. Just tell him that Sam Braden is on his way over. That's what I call a significant ending. No doubt there for whom the doorbell tolls. That Sam and Helen sure were bunglers. They handled a cold corpse like it was a hot potato. But before Sam went the way of all burnt flesh for the insurance murder, he was heard to say that honesty is the best policy. Well, anyway, now he's got a coffin to call his own. Footnote. I, I mean, uh, six footnote. Never commit a murder after midnight, because it might bring you straight into morning.
<laughs> well, it's time to close that creaking door on tonight's inner sanctum, which featured Everett Sloan as Sam and Barbara Weeks as Helen. The music was by Lou White, and the entire production was directed by Hyman Brown. Tonight, friends, we close the creaking door for several weeks while Inner Sanctum takes a short vacation. We'll be back soon, so be sure to listen for that familiar creaking door. Oh, by the way, this month's Inner Sanctum mystery novel is The Motive by Evelyn Piper. Until we meet again, then. Good night. Pleasant Hello, this is Jimmy Stewart with a special kind of an invitation for you. It's to hear the premiere broadcast of the Hollywood Star Playhouse on Monday, April 24th. Gloom of Night is the title. I'm going to be in it. I think you're going to enjoy this new series of plays. They'll be written by Hollywood's leading writers. And this is Norman Brokenshire speaking for Bromo Seltzer, inviting you to tune in next week, same time, same station, when Bromo Seltzer will present, direct from Hollywood, that famous movie star Jimmy Stewart in an original mystery thriller entitled Gloom of Night. In this exciting story, Mr. Stewart plays a mail carrier who is also a tall storyteller. He matches wits with a murderer single-handed because no one will believe his warnings. Don't miss Jimmy Stewart in Gloom of Night, brought to you next Monday night on the premier broadcast of Hollywood Star Playhouse by... This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. All right. Very cool inner sanctum mystery broadcast, Beneficiary Death. April 17th, 1950. Great cast. Everett Sloan, Barbara Weeks. You had, uh, of course, the great Hyman Brown directing that broadcast. Norman Brokenshire as the announcer. Arnold Moss in the cast. And Paul McGrath, who took over from Raymond Edward Johnson. Raymond Edward Johnson was the original Raymond, your host. And then when he went into the Army... Hyman Brown was like, I got to get someone to play this uh, narrator character. And he used a couple of different guys, including Barry Kroger, for a few weeks, but then settled upon Paul McGrath, who I think did a great job as the host. But he did not go by Raymond because that was Raymond Edward Johnson's. He was just, I'm your host for the Inner Sanctum. I uh, hope you enjoyed that. It's heard on CBS. Time for this month in music history. And we have one more song from 1984. This song was heard on the soundtrack for the film Footloose. My baby, he don't talk sweet. He ain't got much to say. Good song. Yeah, of course. I chose it. So. But he loves me, loves me, loves me. <laughs> I know that he loves me anyway. You know what it's called? Um... My baby. Did you just make that up? Well, she keeps saying my baby this and my baby that. So. Here it is. Let's hear it for the boy. There it is. It's boy. Oh. It's let's hear it for the boy by Denise Williams. Oh, Denise Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I should have known that. 
Really? Why? I don't know. I didn't think you'd know it. Should have known it. Why? I don't know. It's not a classic radio show. That's true. All right. Very cool, Lisa. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> sure. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Thanks, Adam West. Next week, it is Nero Wolf, The Life of Riley, The Shadow, Box 13, and Wild Bill Hickok. That's quite a lineup, Lisa Wolf. You going to be here? Um, yeah, let me see how the week goes and let you know. All right. From uh, my uh, co-host, Lisa Wolf, our executive producer, Mike Bubblebath Costella, my crabby brother, Vince, this is Carl Amari saying thanks for listening. See you next week. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Way Showers who will help your journey go a lot easier.